All right. All my dads out there, how are we all living today? This is episode one of the Dads Like Us podcast. Um, my name is Rhett Coelho. Um, this is episode one. I'm a father of two boys, and uh, they're four years old and a one-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old. Um, and they keep me on my toes day in and day out. So um, just a quick little backdrop about me. Um, been in the culinary arts world for about 20 years. Um, this past three years, decided to take um, take my talents to the professional kitchen of culinary arts, teaching culinary arts in a high school. Um, it was a good experience, but not fulfilling enough. Um, I wanted to always been wanting to do my own thing. Um, always had a passion for broadcasting, whether it be sports. I always thought I had something to do with sports or something in that realm. But I think I'm going to take a new direction, um, put culinary arts on a back burner, and focuses, focus on this new project that I have in front of me. So I'm very excited for episode one. It's been a lot of talks in the making, and to see it here live and direct is pretty cool. So uh, we want to bring you some interviews with dads that I see uh, show up for their kids, um, dads that I, I respect, and even dads that I don't know much about, but I have uh, a, a f you know an outside opinion on them or, or an outside viewing of, of what kind of parent they might be, and maybe to show some insights of maybe uh, gain a little bit of knowledge on the way. But uh, don't take this podcast as a how to parent because we're all still navigating parenthood and figuring this thing out on the fly. There's no book written by any smart individual that I've come across. So um, my first guest on Dads Like Us is a very, 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 um, I would just, I see him day in, day out, um, father of three, show up for their kids, show up for his kids. Um, I see what a man this dude is. He's a solid dude. He's, a, he's my best friend, as we talked about last week. <laughs> um, my neighbor, my brother-in-law, and my best friend, Mr. Steven Bauer. How we doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. First guest, I feel uh, honored, dude. <laughs> I'm honored to have you, man. Yeah. I, the first person that actually kind of gave me this idea was you, uh, probably last year, where um, we were talking about me switching gears and getting out of the the day-to-day nine-to-five and you're talking we, we both of us were talking about it right yeah yeah because let's face it like that you know nine-to-five is cool you know pays the bills but it's not as fulfilling as we always want it to be right yeah. we always want it to we always want something more we always have ideas that maybe we just keep on the shelf or just push back somewhere stuff it in a corner but never follow through or fulfill with it right so that's what this kind of project is for me. Um, I always, like I said, I always love broadcasting. And to have my brother-in-law and my neighbor, and when I say neighbor, we're talking about like... 100 feet, probably. Yeah, it's, we're neighbors. <laughs> we live out, you know, we have a, 
a nice little property out here and we're pretty secluded and um, our kids grow up together and they play together, sometimes not so uh, <laughs> politely. Um, I always think that that's going to change soon. Oh, it, does, yeah. it has changed though, right? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I mean, Allie and um, Colin are like the perfect example, you know? Yeah. Like so what you can't, what they will become, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like and they're really they good are. friends, right? Yeah, they're yeah. like best friends, uh-huh. you know? So my, our, our oldest, our, our, your oldest girl, right? Yeah. Four years old. My oldest boy, four years old. What are they, three months apart? Yeah, December and March. Yeah. So, yeah. Three, so three months. Three so months. they've, from the time that they're, you know, toddlers, right? So yeah. sort of the, so day one, right? Yeah, day one. They're day one. So they're going to be like brother and sister, and that's what gonna... I feel like they they view each other as. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's why like they're they're close and they have their little tiffs or whatever because it's like it's like your little sister or older brother. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Because she like looks up to him and then like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like they have more of a brother sister relationship than like cousins. Big time, big time, and they, they fight and they fight like brothers yeah, and sisters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's never a day. Uh, I would say maybe handful of days where that day has gone absolutely smoothly. Today, apparently, she came over after school. Oh yeah, they did play. We didn't get a call. They, we didn't get a phone call. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They did play well. They. It was funny. It reminded me back in the day of like when we grow up, grew up, right? So like you get home and like what was the first thing you wanted to do? Watch TV, like a cartoon yeah. or. Or jump on the Nintendo or whatever. Eat some snacks. Eat some snacks. Get you know get that school off of you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they run into the house and they're like, "Daddy, Daddy, I want the iPad. I want the iPad." I'm like, "This iPad thing has been just with this past couple of days." Yeah. Because Cash hasn't hasn't been feeling good, so we do whatever we we can to make him feel good. So we busted out the iPad for him, and now he's addicted to it. Right. So. <laughs> They run and they want they want to play on the iPad. They want to play build a you know build your own pizza. Which I mean the games are pretty you know interactive and yeah. you know it gives her a hand eye coordination. But now it just reminded me back in the days like when you're coming home from school, getting off the bus, and you run in the house yeah. and you queue up the Nintendo or whatever it may <laughs> be. Sure. So yeah, they did play good today. So um, so Stephen, me and me and Stephen go. We we like I said we've been talking about. Um, doing our own thing and kind of branching out, and we're a couple stay-at-home dads as as for now, right? Would for you say now. that for now? For now, for <laughs> now, for me. <laughs> Steven's not actually cut out for the role, right? Yeah, it's. I like being home and not not missing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because before, when I worked, you know, I was working like six, seven days a week. 12, 14 hours a day. So I was missing so much, you know. I miss Kenzie's first Halloween, mm -hmm. you know. So that part is nice. But, like, my personality is I need to tinker. I need to do something. I, I got to complete a task. I'm like a golden retriever, dude. I got to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just got to, I need a task. And, like, if, like, three, four days go by and all, all we've been doing is, like, cooking and cleaning and, 
you know, playing dress up and the, all that stuff is cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're li- trying to live in the moment with your kids mm-hmm. or whatever. But then I'm just like, man, like, let me just mow the lawn or something, all, dude. I need all, s- all those activity or all those uh, chores are piling up. Yeah, like, let me just change a light bulb and feel like <laughs> accomplished or something, dude. I didn't have time to do that sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it's funny because, like, you work in the 9 to 5 or, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. And it's funny how, how much time you make for your kids and also doing stuff around the house and all those chores, right? Yeah. And then now we don't have the 9 to 5. We kind of just, you know, it's good to have, like, a schedule or, like, something to, like. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because if there's, like, like, people like you and I, like you know, working from day one, like whenever we turn right, right out of high school or yeah. even in high school, right? We always had that structure. Like we go to work or we go to school, you know? And then when you don't have that, it's like, okay, how do I maximize my own time? And, you know, while juggling your kids and, and, and chores and bills and all that adulting shit, right? Oh, yeah. It's like today I'm like tinkering in the garage and then uh, Allie uh, can you watch Kendrick? I'm going to go pick up Malia. I'm like, it's 1130 already? Yeah. Like, man, like yeah. that went way too fast. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, our kids, like, it's back to school, right? So we're in, uh, last week was our first week back. And it's always funny, like, when you hear, like, people talk, like, oh, shit, I cannot wait for my kids to go back to school. Like, it was like, what's the difference, you know? It's like, you half of the time people are away from work and they, they don't get that alone time at home anyway. But yeah. seeing that we're at home now, um, dude, that time is valuable. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Our house is clean. <laughs> Our house is clean, dude. <laughs> Until they come home. Yeah. Our yeah. dishes are clean. House is clean. Oh, I, got, I got to finish a project. Yeah. I seen Steven this morning, 6 or 7.30 in the morning, out there in his garage grinding and welding. I'm yeah. like, God damn, this guy is really taking advantage of that am, school, man. man. As soon as they left, <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as you took the Kinsey and Cash to school and uh, Allie took Malia to daycare, like not even five minutes. I didn't even drink coffee, dude. I just started just doing it. You just got to go to work. Yeah, just, just get it, it out. In. Just get it in, dude, because I knew that time would come, you know? Yeah. Like you said, and it goes by quick. Oh, so fast. Yeah. So today I was working on getting in the podcast room set up and kind of fiddling with the audio. I'm not an engineer at any any level. I can barely work an iPhone. So. Looks good in here, dude. Yeah, I took, took some time uh, tinkering out with the audio, and both of my kids are semi-sick, so very clingy, very needy. So it's holding one in ha- one hand and... Just juggling. Yeah. You said it. You said it the best. Like, so I, I just want to be before we get into into the episode. I just kind of want to go over like, like when did you become a dad, Stephen? So March tenth of two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, right before the big C word, huh? Yep. So now you have how many? Three. Three. So father have, of three. Brand new father, right? Yeah. So I have Kenzie, who's four, and Malia, who's two, and she'll be three in April. And then we just got uh, Kendrick. He's three months. Brand new dad. Brand, brand new. new. Brand new baby. Yep. He, uh, 
little little trooper, little Niku yeah. soldier, dude. Yeah. So talk about that. Like when you so, um, I, I'll let you touch on it. But um, Kendrick, your your brand new son, right? So you're you guys were holding out for that son. Yeah. And you finally got that boy. Yeah. So you know your wife's pregnant with that boy, and you guys go for a routine checkup, and and you know go from there. Yeah. So. We I did all the normal checkups, and then I think it was Allie was three months pregnant, I want to say, and we went for like you said routine uh, ultrasound, and the girl doing the ultrasound, she kind of was just like sticking around a spot, and then like she wasn't saying anything, you know, and then Allie kind of finally asked her like well, what are you looking for? And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go get the doctor, this and that. And then the doctor wasn't in yet. Um, and she's, and then she straight up told us, she goes, I'm, I'm actually not supposed to say anything. The doctor's supposed to tell you, but I don't want you to go home and think, like, everything's fine and dandy, you know? Like, I would feel bad as a human to do that to you, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, I've seen this before. It's called gastroschisis. And, like... I had no idea what it was. She kind of gave us like a vague description of it, but like that drive home from Fresno, which was like an hour away from us, mm-hmm. that was like a devastating ride home, you yeah. know? Because we had such routine births with with Kenzie yeah. and Malia, yeah, like, yeah. No you hiccups. Come, you come to come that's like normal, like yeah. I mean, third one, what's what's gonna be what's gonna yeah. change? And then like it kind of like. It kind of scared me, too, because I'm like, dang, like, we were so excited. We finally got our boy, you know. We knew we were going to be done regardless if it yeah. was girl or boy. So I'm like, oh, like, what, what is this? You know, we start researching. And, like, the, the pictures are super scary and daunting, you know. Because yeah. basically what gastroschisis is, is the, there's something that happens, like, there's, like, some smarter person that could explain it better scientifically, but... Uh, something that happens where the stomach, the skin around the stomach uh, doesn't close all the way. So it, it lets the intestines and sometimes even organs grow outside the body. Yeah. And um, so when we found that out, you know, and then it was like rough, you know. Then then it was, there was a blood test that came back about brain and, and spine that luckily came back negative, and then another. Like it seemed like every time we would go to the yeah, every check. It seemed like every check you guys new. would get, and you'd come back with something new that was yeah was, something was, new. Like the the arms, they were saying that his arms and his legs weren't growing to his size mm-hmm. or something, you know, and and then like so it was just a stressful situation, you know what I mean? We're we're trying to like figure it out and. Honestly, there's this girl, Lucy, that uh, Tommy and Brooke mm-hmm. are friends with. Um, her son had it, and he's like three or four now and perfectly fine. You know, yeah. He's a normal kid. And Allie got in contact with her, and it, like, changed the way she thought. You know, she was super uh, upset, I mean, understandably, yeah. you know. And she talked to her, and she's like, hey – that that same brain and spine thing came back on a that's just a blood glucose thing that pops up or whatever and 
Yeah, he came out. He was six weeks early mm-hmm. or like I think five days or five weeks, six days, something like that. Yeah. But it was a induced because yeah. we, they want they want them to get out um, sooner so the intestines don't get too inflamed. Right. Because, I mean, they're just basically chilling in the fluid, you know what right. I mean, in the stomach or whatever. But he came out, dude, like I think he was 20 inches you know, so way past right for a neat like a s- premature baby, mm-hmm. and they checked him out. He was, and then he was. They they told us we got an Airbnb in Fresno because that's where we delivered him. And the doctors told us two months minimum. Yeah, minimum, you know, and like he just kept breaking records, dude. Yeah. Like you know, just like that straight up, dude. He was a trooper for sure. Just passed everything. And then a month, so, like, it was, like, I think three days before a month, and they're, like, hey, if you guys want to take them home, like, that's, that's fine. That's crazy. And we're, like, well, we have an Airbnb and two little <laughs> kids. Like, hey, give us a couple of days to move back home, yeah. you know? But, yeah, he, and then now he's he's fine, dude. He's yeah. marked and all the boxes, checked all the boxes. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, you said that you had that couple that had that, had a baby that was, had the same issue, the gastroschisis. Yeah. That's a t- that's a tough gastroschisis. Dude. How do you call it? What do you say? Gastroschisis. Gastroschisis. Try spelling it, dude. No. When I tried, I, tried to... I put it in my show notes Did right you? now. <laughs> Spell check was like, dude, you're way. Yeah. It was like gynecologist, you know, or <laughs> gynecologist yeah. or some shit. Oh, I tried to spell that thing, and like, like gas popped up. You know, like you're like, uh, that's all. But that's cool that she had somebody to. Oh, that helped kind of us. like a support system in a way, you yeah. know, that went through all that and, and was it, able. It, it changed the way she thought. And then she got on like a Facebook page for gastroschisis yeah. and, you know, hurt, like read and heard other moms yeah. and their stories about it. Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, his was pretty mild. Like all the intestines were out. But, I mean, there's cases where like. Heart, lungs, liver wow. is like out. You know, I'm, I don't think heart maybe, but like major organs are right. like outside the body, and that's when it's like extensive. Yeah. So when Michelle told me that 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 was what was going on with Kendrick, I was like, that I was like, that sounds like the craziest thing I ever yeah. heard in my life. I didn't know that was even an issue or even a thing. Me neither. Um, and then like. Like, you know, you go into those checkups every day. I'd see you guys, like, just, like, defeated when you guys come back. And it was, like, you know, it was, like, at a point we were both saying, like, let's just get them out, you know? Like, get them yeah. out and, and, and you know, let's get them out and go from there, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, towards the end, I was, like, straight up telling Allie, like, can we just ask the doctor to, like, get them out? Because it seems like it's doing more harm in the womb than, than, yeah. than good, you know? right. And then finally, and it was crazy because, like, the last checkup we had, he saw, like, the intestines were really inflamed. And he's like, hey, um, come in, like, in two days to get, like, the shot, like, the steroid shot for the lungs. Mm -hmm. And then you'll do another shot the very next day or whatever. and we'll, we're going to have the baby probably, like, next week. And then that night, the doctor called back, and he said, ah, you know what? I've been, I was looking at his ultrasound again. Come in tomorrow. And that was when you had him? 
No, he's like, come in tomorrow. We're doing the shot like that day, and yeah. then you're gonna do, we're gonna do another shot, and then you're gonna you're gonna it. have them. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa, like it just like. Yeah, like you're not even you're you know you you still got like at least a week or two or or three you got in your back yeah. of your mind, and it's like, nope, this shit's happening now. Yeah, like right now, yeah. and we we didn't even like project him to come that early. Uh huh. So we had to like talk to the Airbnb, Airbnb yeah. to like get there earlier. You know what I mean? Because the last thing I wanted to do was was have, you know, Allie getting hotels and yeah, staying and over there. all this limbo stuff and and not even have to worry about that. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I want to keep try and keep some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. To our life with our kids, because mm-hmm. I don't want to like derail Kinsey and Malia. You know, where's mom? Right. You know, oh, yeah. she's with baby brother. It was already hard enough at Airbnb. They wanted to go into the hospital, but they <laughs> couldn't, you know? that's, And it's crazy because Kendrick and Cash, my oldest, they were both um, 30, what was it, 30, 34 weeks, right? Yeah, it was like 33 weeks and like six days or something. So like they're, I think they're a day or two apart yeah. in their, um, their birth story, and they were the same uh, weight. They were five, what was it, 5.2, 5.3? I remember Michelle saying that they're they're pretty exact on both of those accounts. His weight is is slipping my mind, but yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't very very heavy. I know that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, those NICU doctors and nurses are they're they're saints. Oh, they're different people. Man. No, they're beautiful people. The, yeah. those NICU nurses, I mean, they actually like legit care Mm -hmm. and i'm not even saying that like cliche no it's true like when we first went to the nicu there was a uh, oh what was her name she was like we had her the most Mm -hmm. and uh she we go into the nicu for the first time and she's like oh are you kendrick's mom and dad you know we're like yeah and then she's like sitting there we're, we're we're gazing at him for the first time you know and she's like gazing at him with us like it's her kid uh-huh. like she had like that sparkle in her eye oh, like yeah. it's her kid and i'm like oh he's in good hands you yeah know? no those NICU nurses are are top people right there they 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 go above and beyond for oh yeah they truly enjoy what they do and that's that's beautiful and they must have dude because that that job it's a grind well, I mean, like, the and hours... And, men- and mentally, too, they but, see a lot of stuff. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. Like, like, like I said, like, ours... The doctor strip told us, if you wanted, like, a birth defect, this is the one you would want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change how they live. Right. You know what I mean? And... But, like, these, these NICU nurses are seeing, like, wild stuff, you yeah. know? And it's, like, to, to be able to detach from that... Yeah, it's tough. And I, I, I don't and even know... And not take it home. Yeah. You know? And they have kids. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I like I, I equate that to like police officers, fire, you know, anybody like first responders, you know, like oh, they, yeah. they see shit and it's like you can't unsee that stuff, like military people, you know? It's yeah. like Oh, military for sure. That's the you know, I couldn't wrap my mind around having to like have that in my subconscious, you know? Like yeah. just pop in there. And every, then come home and it's like, oh mow yeah, the lawn and Exactly. You yeah. Know what I mean? No, it's a trip. Um, but yeah, that's now those NICU, NICU nurses are, are amazing people. Yeah, he's good now. It's, now it's like he's so spoiled. 
he don't want to be put down. Yeah. One of one of us, Allie and I, just got to hold them constantly. He, oh yeah, that's how those NICU babies are. They that's are cash to a T. Really? Oh, uh, every every night till shit nine o'clock at night, rocking them, standing up. Never wants you to sit down yeah. with them and rock. Yeah, you sit down, they cry. Stand up, and you're swaying back. Like my hip flexors after like a like a week is like it's just sore as shit. Yeah, because you're just rocking back and forth, back and forth. And then like you're setting when you set them down in the crib because you kind of gauge on their movements, right? You set them back in the crib like it's a like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Like you don't want to disturb it, or if you if you make yeah. one false move, boom, boom goes the dynamite. Or you trip on a toy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something. So now it's like with four, so three kids under the age of like five, you know? Yeah. So you basically have, well, Kendrick's an infant still, but like two toddlers basically and like an infant. Like I told you a while back, Uh it's like like juggling knives. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to grab like, catch the handle or the blade you know what I mean it's just like it's a toss-up dude yeah. you're just like and you're just like I told my my old boss the other day um I said I just feel like I'm in a perpetual state of falling uh-huh. like remember those like follies oh yeah on, like football where, follies yeah or like where they were like trying to grab the football and they're just constantly falling but they never actually fall down that's like that's how I feel like I'm doing like I'm I'm like I'm still like doing it you know what I mean but I'm like waiting for me to fall uh, that's a good one so that being said out of the three they're say well, they're about two years apart each, each them, one of them are two years two apart years right apart, yeah which age right now or let's just say out of your three Hopefully they don't listen to this when they're older. But um, right now, which one is the most toughest to say navigate right now? Oh, man, that's hard because they're all at like different stages, know. you know. Like you got Kinsey with with the independence, but she's not yet ready to be fully independent. Yeah. But you want to encourage the independence. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I want to cut my own apple. Well, uh, put that butcher knife down. You know what I mean? <laughs> they want to be independent, like, in the most unsafe possible yes, way. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you don't want me to, you, want, you don't want to wipe your own butt, but you want to cut your own apples with a knife, you know? <laughs> like, what, what is going on? And then Malia, too, the terrible twos. <laughs> she, I love her personality. Yeah, she's a spark But player. she's a whirlwind, dude. Yeah. She's a whirlwind. Yeah. She's she's probably the the one that gives me the run, most run yeah, for my money. I would I would I would agree. Like, especially with me, because I feel like we're kind of like similar in mm-hmm. a way, and like you you kind of you kind of like what's the what's the word I should use? Like, uh, not annoyed, but you're kind of like uh, you're more you're more like. It's a more of a abrasive when it when it's you, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror kind of thing. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Kinsey's more like Allie, and her and Allie, or her and Kinsey have battles. Right. And then me and Malia have battles, uh-huh. you know. So I'm just praying that Kendrick's chill. You yeah. know what I mean? I need He's I need saving a, grace. I need a chill one, dude. <laughs> but they're all they all got good personalities. Yeah. And, but yeah, I'd say Malia for sure. She gives me the most room for my money. So. 
summer is over. Thank God it's fall, right? Yeah. Next week, or this week, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Football season. We're here. Still don't even have a kicker. We made it. <laughs> Fantasy draft was a success. Pumpkin spice lattes are popping. Yeah. You know? Um, we, we touched on it earlier, like going back to school, like how, like, such a game changer that is to get shit done around the house and just have your even have that little alone time you know whatever it may be an hour two hours whatever like you your malia said you're in she's in in daycare and your oldest is in school and then you just got the the newborn yeah so you guys are kind of like have a little chance to to do your own thing kind of get a little fresh breath of air. and it's crazy because when you're having three kids right like it's nonstop, boom, 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 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like, and having that break. So, um, over the summer, Steven and I went to, we went to Tahoe as a family, right? We usually go there um, every summer, uh, stay at the cabin. Um, just, like, just to put, like, our family or our kind of, like, our dynamic in a nutshell, my favorite story or my favorite thing about that trip was um, going to that brewery. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that was fun. When, like, if you were like a patron at that brewery, you're you would have looked at us and those kids like these people need to be in a zoo somewhere <laughs> yeah, or their own or own documentary or some <laughs> yeah, shit, chaos, right? Chaos, dude. So we go. Michelle and I found this little brewery last year, and uh, they have like Jenga and like these little table games, like board games and stuff. So we told Stephen and Allie about it. So we take the whole family out there, right? And it's a pretty good crowd. I mean, there's a couple, you know, a few families here and there on yeah. picnic tables. And so we get there, and Kenzie and Cash are going at it. They're battling, right? They're they're at each other's throats. They don't like to, they're they don't like to share. Blah blah blah. So they're already kind of fussing up. And then we have my youngest, Bodie. Uh, he wants to climb on everything, right? So. What do we do? We start playing table games and having a couple beers, right? It's a brewery, right? <laughs> so we're out having a good time, and we meet this kid. He's a local in Tahoe. He, his name was uh, Cove. Uh, Cove. Yeah. That's a Tahoe name yeah, if I ever heard one. Cove. Sure. He was rad as shit. He had a, his face painted. Was a He was a tiger. Yeah. He had a dope-ass tiger face uh, paint. He had those uh, Griffies on, dude. Yeah, the Ken Griffey Jr., <laughs> Uh, Swingman uh, shoes on. I had those when I was a kid. Me dude. too. They were so sick. And he had longer hair than my wife. And he was badass. Oh, and yeah. He was on a BMX bike, right? Yeah. So uh, Kenzie and Cash, they befriended this kid and they got along really well. So we decided, huh, we should have a race, right? <laughs> we should have it. This kid, by the way, is eight years old. Yeah. So. You say, on your mark, get set, go. Kenzie and Cash start, and Cove smokes him, right? He's eight years old. Cash does not like losing, (laughs) especially in a race. He turns to Cove and says, you, get out of here now. (laughs) And this poor kid is looking at him like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, why is this kid screaming at me like a maniac? So we're trying to console Cash, and in the meantime... Uh, Malia, your your two year old runs yeah, down the street. the street. So we're trying to catch her so she don't run into traffic. And then my youngest climbs on a picnic table. I swear to God, after this picnic table incident, this kid's been a, a hot mess, dude. 
So he's one years one and yeah, about fifteen months. He falls on a picnic table, falls on his butt, didn't hurt himself. You know, he's upset, right? After this fall, this kid's a, a walking freaking ramming battering ram. He's he's a maniac now. So now that he realized that, oh, no, I'm, I can't I'm not get, gonna get hurt. Like, I'm yeah. invincible. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's a freaking bull in a china shop now. Well, he climbs on everything, especially at the Y, dude. I'll be like, oh, whoa. It's so that was my favorite. My favorite. And these people were just looking at us like, dude. They're actually. I I caught a glimpse of a couple of people. They're like, some of them were laughing, and some of them were pretty mortified. Like, yeah. There's two. There's two reasons why they're laughing. Either one, they're reminiscing, like, oh, I remember that stage. Mm-hmm. Or two, they're like, glad that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a couple of them look like a bunch of, like, disgust with a disgusted look on their face. Yeah. Like, who takes their kids to a brewery and look at these degenerate parents? They need yeah. to be locked up, right? But, yeah, so summer vacation, we did a lot of shit, right? We did oh. a lot of stuff. We are on the go 24-7, it seemed like. But now that it's fall, this is time to fall back and relax. Got to get it back on, on track. Get back dude. on track, right? So we talked a lot about, you know, kids and our daily grind and, you know, some of the things that we've gone through. What about you, Stephen? What do you do to give back to yourself? What are some things that you do your, to yourself on, on Let's not say do to yourself. Right? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are some things you got? You... <laughs> How much time you got? Uh, <laughs> not enough. But what are some things you do on a weekly basis, maybe a monthly basis to kind of give you, kind of reset yourself, right? Because ultimately, if we don't give back to ourselves, because we're grinding it out, right? We're dads, we work, we do and all this stuff, right? But ultimately, if you get ran down so freaking hard to the nub, right? You're only giving yourself so much. You're only giving your kids and your family so much of you, right? Right. So you need that reset, right? So what are some things to that you do to kind of reset your mind, reset your body, so when you do go home after that activity or whatever it may be, you can give that your family that attention that 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 they that they desire. Hundred percent. It's got to be golf. Golf, right? For sure. Like golf, uh, I. It's. I'm not. I'm not that good at golf. No, no. Trust me, I know. But <laughs> golf with you. <laughs> I shouldn't say a fucking word about that. <laughs> but it's like, just getting out there, you know, not having, not having to like, helicopter parent, you know. And not having a task, mm-hmm. you kind of just can let your hair down m- metaphorically, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're out there with your boys, uh-huh. and you're out in the wilderness, you know, like, yeah. and it's just, it's just nice to just decompress, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And usually you're, like, worn down when you come back from golf oh, or you're whatever. exhausted. But I always, I always, like, can notice that, like... Even though I'm tired when I get home from golf, mm-hmm. like the days, like say, say we're just running around with the kids all all day, and then we go inside for a little bit, and then you know, Kenzie's like, "Dad, I want to go outside and 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 like go on the water bounce house or something." And I'm part of me is just like, "Oh, yeah, it's like 103 degrees. Right. I'm not trying to go outside." 
but like even when I'm tired and hot coming back from golf, uh-huh. I've noticed when she when her like like I'm more interactive, you know, because I've had that time to decompress. I, yeah. I, I've I've uh, rejuvenated myself. Yeah. You've got some fulfillment for yourself. Yeah. And, like, working out would be one, but, like, I just do that so I'm not just a blob, dude. I, I don't even <laughs> like working out, bro. <laughs> I honestly just do that for my wife. And, yeah. You know, I don't even care about I, – I can't But stand. does it make you feel better after afterwards? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, dude. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, dude. Growing up, I played sports my whole life, uh-huh. all the way up until even past college. Yeah. And every day of my life, I had someone telling me, you know, go to practice, mm-hmm. lift weights, run, work out, um, run routes, whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. And then the the one t- the, like the that was like the hardest transition was when you don't have anyone to tell you to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's already there for you. Like, you know, hey, if you want to keep your scholarship, you have to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, once no one's in your ear telling you, like, hey, don't eat that. Right. Lift this. Uh-huh. You know, work out. Go run. Yeah. Do something fat ass, you know? <laughs> and... That's but now I'm like, I did that already. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I have that mentality of like, like I did that my whole life. Yeah. But I know it's good for you. I but it does. It, it kind of like if I do it in the morning, then it gives me that boost of because endorphins. You don't, have, you don't have it weighing over your head. As yeah, well, it you gives know? me that boost of endorphins like throughout the day. Yeah. But yeah, like tinkering too. Oh, you're a big tinker. Oh, yeah. I got He's a, the biggest tinker right I here. I am, dude. I, I'm always, like, trying to invent something yeah. or, or you know, make something for the house. Yeah. Or, and that, I admire that about you. Like, you're you're always looking to better, like, have something that creates something that is, is you know, streamlined. Like, it's, like, makes life easier or makes yeah. the job easier. You know, you're always looking into, like, creating things that are. And that gives really, me a lot of fulfillment, you know. Like, yeah. Like building something, or yeah. So I mean, that would be another one, right? Yeah, that that's actually probably even more than golf. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you're not just fulfilled like, in a sense of decompressing, Mm -hmm. but you're also fulfilled in like when you complete complete something and it works. Yeah, because when you're tinkering like that or creating an idea, like, like you could put family and kids. You know, you can you can block that out for whatever, however oh, long yeah. you're working on it, hour, two hours, right? And then you can see the progression of it, and then the final outcome, and that's like that's a whole nother way of like like enjoying your your time. Or oh yeah, for sure. Seeing that final product or seeing that job completed, you know? Yeah, like for example, when I built that trailer. Yeah. And then came up with that idea for like the yeah. the, the yeah, hidden tool trailer, was really really neat. And like going from drawing it out, you know, and then like, then fabricating it and making it, then it's like, it's like, and it works. You're like, dang, that's yeah. sick, dude. Like yeah. it actually works. When it you actually know? works out. Yeah. I never have that feeling. It always. <laughs> well, this thing came out pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I like the little two tone. Yeah. But yeah, like I'd say those, 
those two those two are like my biggest ones. Yeah, I would say your tinkering would be the top dog. Yeah. There. Yeah. No, that's I'm yeah, I'm not in that aspect, but like, you know, working out or golf or something like that. Like those are big. Like when I I always notice myself like if I, you know, lax on the working out or, or and then I go back to it and it's like, fuck, why are why am I stopping and going? Why am I stopping and because I feel a thousand percent better. Yeah. You know, I feel when I get back from the gym, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm more active. I'm more, more liable, more uh, liable to, to go out outside with my kids and, and play, you know, teach them sports or teach them, you know, or you ride the four wheeler or whatever it may be, you know? Right. And I feel like if I'm not, you know, if I have that week off or whatever, you just slug an ass and you feel just, I don't know, it's like a mental thing too. Oh, you, yeah, know? you miss two. Two, three days in a row, you ain't going back for three yeah. months. But, um, so, um, back to school. So, we're just re- uh, go back to back to school. So, both of my kids are now sick, right? So, been to school for one week, and both of them are sick. Oh, that's the worst. All it's those the germs. Worst. It's the worst. So, these kids are freaking magnets for disease right so um i feel bad like me where where me and my wife differ is like i'll hold like you have you kind of have you kind of take your place in like the household right right like i cook you know i'm a clean like i like to clean you know you have your jobs right and so one day one one night Cash, my oldest, woke up in the middle of the night screaming, crying, right? So I heard him, so I ran in there. Hey, buddy, what's wrong? What's going on? No, you get out of here. I want mommy. <laughs> All right. So oh, I get mommy goes day. in there, right? Because mommy's the nurturing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, where I want to kind of, like, improve in my parenting or, you know, being a father to, to, to my boys is, like, be, me be more nurturing, Right. Me being more of, like, attentive, like, if they, you know, not like a helicopter parent, but, like, if they're sick or if they're, you know, if they hurt themselves, you know, like, brush it off, right? Yeah. Like, like old school mentality. But I want to be more so they feel safe coming to me, like, if mommy's not available, yeah. you know? Because, shit, Michelle's, she's straight G when it comes to making these kids feel better. She's got these elixirs and all this... Uh, Placebo. Yeah, this, you know, <laughs> this uh, holistic approach to yeah. to healing, which, I mean, with my kids, it's working for them, so that's great, um, which I'm 100% on board with. But, like, how she kind of, like, takes the reins on that, like, I wouldn't even know where to start, like, making, like, these herbal teas for them and all this stuff, oh, you yeah. know? It's like, but I want, like, like, if she was gone or if she was out of town or whatever, and if something like that happened, you know, me knowing how to do it and how to, how I could take the reins and they feel confident and comfortable with me, like, showing that to them, you know? Uh, here's this child, child ibuprofen, it's cherry flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Red dye, There's some oxycodone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you said that, too, about the brush it off. Because I feel like with my girls, if I, if I'm, like, to, oh, are you okay? This and that. They like get. They cry more. They play to it. They play to it. Uh-huh. You know. 
But if like, especially Malia. Yeah. Malia's like my boy, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought I was gonna have a boy. She's like the perfect uh, like personality to yeah. be like my my like little boy, you know? Yeah. But like she'll fall, and sometimes I'm like, oof, that was bad, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're all right. Brush yeah. that off, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But if you like run to them, you know, like, oh my god, are you all right? Yeah. You know, you throw a big old deal about it. They're gonna placate to yeah. that, you know? So it's like. That's how I am with Bodie. Like, Bodie's my little daredevil, right? Yeah. So if he has a little spill, like, I don't react right away. I kind of gauge. He'll kind of look at me and, like, wait for my reaction. Yeah. And I, if, I don't, if I don't give it to him right away, he'll kind of, like, you know, mope a little bit, and then he'll, he'll brush it off. But if I, I, he, there's, like, a little fine line where it's, like, he'll look at me, and then he'll start wailing. I'm like, all right, this fool's actually oh, yeah. kind of hurt. So you, know, him, you know the cries. Dude. Yeah, like, you know Malia, the cries. If she cries for real, I'm like, that hurt a lot. Yeah. Because uh-huh. she'll, like, crack her It looked like she'll crack her entire skull open, and she'll just, <laughs> and it's like, run off. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, we're uh, getting into fall football season. We're big sports guys, right? Yeah. First week, week one, Steelers, Niners, Ooh. our two teams. Steven's a big Steeler fan. I'm a, gi- a giant Niner fan. So we got some uh, bragging rights here week yeah. one. Oh, honestly, I want this dub more than any of the other 16 weeks, dude. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's too bad you're going to have to wait another <laughs> three or four years for that, bud. Uh, we'll see. But uh, every segment or every episode, I kind of want to play, you know, I kind of want, like I said, I always wanted to, I always had a knack for always wanted to be a sports broadcaster so or you know sports radio analysis whatever it may be so i'm just going to try to tie in sports however i can fit it in i'm a giant gambler too i love putting action on the games so i want to do a just a friendly wager on with each guest that i have on okay so this segment's called got five on it right so we're going to pick five games against the spread. You're going to pick five games. I'm going to pick the, the next five games. All right? And then we'll play it out, and may the best man win. And we'll keep tabs on it, and next episode we'll, we'll recap who did what. Right? All right. So with that being said, we're going to do the first game tomorrow. So all I want you to do, I'm going to tell you the line. You pick who you want to pick, right? So we're going off off the off the spread. The spread, okay. Yeah. So tomorrow we got Detroit opening it up against KC. The line is why is it locked right now? <laughs> <laughs> the line is locked. Locked, what does that mean? I don't know. No more they're not taking any more bets. I thought you could bet like all the way up until like kickoff. Okay, here we go. Um, Casey's laying four and a half. That's it. That's it. But no Kelsey. What's wrong with him? He's got a knee bone bone bruise on his knee. Might sideline him. Four and a half. The upstart Detroit Lions coming to KC on opening day. If it was like seven and a half, I would have took the Lions. No problem. You going KC? Ah, four and a half. So they have to win by four and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got to go KC. All right, locked it in with KC, four and a half. All right, next game. Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. The spread is three and a half. Carolina's getting the points. So, so the Falcons have to win by three. Right, or four, because it's three and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Dirty Birds. Dirty Birds, laying the three and a half. Love it. Ooh, we got the uh, Houston Texans against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are laying 10. 10? Yes. I'm still taking Ravens. Ravens, huh? Yes, sir. All right, Arizona Cardinals getting seven against the Commanders at Commanders. Getting seven against the Commanders. It's the Commanders and the who? Cardinals. Cardinals probably going to win oh. one game this year. Yeah. No, nah, Commanders all day. Seven? That's a steep line. Sam Howell, dude. Woo. All right, your last one. Cincy against Cleveland. Cleveland laying two and a half. That's it. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Cincy's laying the two and a half. Oh, Cincy. I'm taking Cincy. Yeah. Burrow said he's good to go. Yeah, two and a half points. They only have to win by a field goal? Yep. Yeah, come on. All right, my game. So I'm going to take the Niners over the uh, Steelers. What's that spread? Their uh, Niners are laying two and a half. I'll take that all day. That's easy money. <laughs> uh, Titans against New Orleans Saints. Um, New Orleans laying three against the Titans. Yeah, I'll take that action. Uh, Jaguars against the Colts. Colts are getting five against the Jaguars. Uh, Rookie quarterback and, yeah, and no I'll Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Tampa against the Vikings. Tampa's getting six. I'll take Vikings on that one. Uh, L.A. Rams against the Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks are minus five and a half. Well, bro, they don't have Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson's their, Van Jefferson's their number one receiver. Is Stafford still? Is he? Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's like he's one hit away from like yeah. being paralyzed. I mean, he's a oh, good quarterback. I'm gonna take the Rams in that. I like the Rams in that. Let's see. They still got Aaron Donald. They still got Aaron Donald. They still got a chance. All right, those are my five games. All right. So, may the best man win. So five on it. If you win, if you get the, if you get more than me, if you get more games right than me, I'll win you five, five bucks. All right, cool. Let's keep the podcast. Uh, Just buy me a PSL on Sunday. Huh? PSL, I love it. Yeah. Pumpkin spice guys. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Except on the draft day, that thing jacked me up. Yeah, it did. Speaking of draft day, drinking as a, a parent. Is oh, <laughs> it's probably not the best idea to do, especially when you have young kids, right? Uh, oh, being hungover and having to be a parent is oh, the worst. Probably, I'm the worst pretty thing. good. I, like in my older age, when I was a younger kid with no kid or younger kid, younger person with no kids, I can tie them on, right? When I started realizing when I had kids and I still tried to do that, that was not gonna. That's not going to last long. That's, that's just the recipe for disaster because yeah. that next day is, is a pain in the ass, right? So drinking is, like, 
I don't even drink anymore. Maybe have a cocktail here and there, a beer here and there. But draft day, fantasy draft day is just a whole different. That's the best. To me, in my opinion, that's the best day in football. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, the season hasn't even started. You're drafting your fantasy team. Everything's like in the distance, right? Well, Everything yeah, you, is on the horizon. Yeah, it's high You've got hopes. a whole season ahead <laughs> of you, and it's right here, right? High hopes. So, I mean, yeah, I, I got a little, little tipsy on draft day. <laughs> and little. the next day, and it will, I would say in the next two days, were very, very bad. Well, I knew it was bad when you texted me and said, hey, do you have any headache medicine? <laughs> <laughs> and usually, I mean, I could, you know, even in my older, older, time, older years right now, you know, I can, have, I, guess I can have a good time, you know, with three or four beers and, and wake up not feeling a thing, right? But, I mean, draft day was, was you know, heavy-duty beers with IPAs. Oh, yeah. oh, shit, I might have had 10 of them. And, it and was those two, are like what, probably three, two or three, comparatively yeah, to like a at least a two Michelob beers and one. Yeah, I would say. And um, the next day, God bless my wife. She let me sleep that off. Did she really? She was a trooper. She, she let me sleep that off. The next day, I was still kind of feeling it, but I rallied. I rallied for the boys. So. I I surprisingly woke up fine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I I was throwing them back too. Like I was pretty much already halfway there before the draft even started. Honestly, after my first beer, I was probably I probably was drunk already. That's how I felt, dude. I was just like in a high vibe. Like yeah. it was just like like a, a, a sensory overload to you me. You know when I realized it when Jordan came when Jordan came cruising on his Lords of Dogtown little thing, yeah, is uh, what do you call those things? Longboard. Uh, longboard. I probably had three Michelobes. Yeah, you know, and or I, I was drinking my third one, and I went to say what's up to him, and he asked me like a question. Oh, hey, congrats on the boy, you know, uh-huh. this and that. And he's talking to me, and I was kind of already looking at him like, like oh, talking to him, and I'm like, in, I, in my head, I'm having a conversation with myself while I'm talking to him, <laughs> and I'm like. Whoa, am I like drunk already? Like yeah. this is not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because it's my favorite day to like heckle everybody and just talk shit. It's, yeah, that's my favorite. Like I, I take the role on like on fantasy as like uh, you're like the, the heel, villain. dude. Yeah, I love being the villain. Yeah, you're the. It's heel. so funny because my dad is like anti, you know, talking showboating. shit and showboating. And, like, I don't know what it is about me. Like, I reverted against him. I, like, raged against yeah, him. Yeah, you, you know? have to, dude. And so I, like, took on, like, the polar opposite uh, takes that he has when it comes to sports and, and being competitive. So I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to let it fly all day. I'm just going to give everybody this shit. Bro, like, so I'm used to, like, every, well, pretty much everyone, we have a good group mm-hmm. that, like, heckles each other and, like, no one takes it too serious, you know? But, like, you're, I would say you're, like, the, the most one that does the heckling and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, I, I was getting, like, worried. I even told Allie when I got home that night because she waited up for me. And uh, she's like, oh, how'd the draft go? I go, to be honest, I, I'm actually, like, kind of worried because every pick that someone would pick, Rhett would do his, like, normal 
ah, oh, he, he's hurt already, or he's, he's not even <laughs> in the NFL anymore, or this and that. But every time I would pick, at least in the first, like, top three, you're, dude, you were like, oh, I, you were I like, was like, who is this? You, no, you were like this. What are you doing, Steven? I was concerned you're, you're about like, you. I'm like, genuinely worried why are you picking and i was like dang am i like what am i because you you seem so sincere dude oh like, your first pick was the rookie right the bajon robinson yeah for the atlanta falcons yeah. he that was your first pick right yeah pick six and i was like i've never heard of this player in my life <laughs> he was like he was like in the talks for heisman last year and then like uh, and i'm now i'm watching like highlights of him i'm like okay yeah, he's a beast yeah but and then your second pick, I was like, that, that was it was like another running back, right? Nah, my second pick was um, AJ Brown. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I was that first pick, but really, no, there was it was there was another third, running back. Yeah, it was my third early. one that Jamar Gibbs, Jamal Gibbs, oh, Jamar, yeah, I was like, from what Detroit. What are you doing, man? Are yeah, you just trying to throw this or <laughs> and, what? And then you know, it was was even funnier. So Matt sends us a text in our our uh, group chat. Hey, all the players are inputted. Good luck this season. So I'm like, oh, yeah, let me, like, go look at my squad. Mm-hmm. And I see all the project. That's when I text you guys. I go, I go, <laughs> LOL, my team sucks. <laughs> Dude, half, half, I'm not even over embellishing. Half of my players were projected five points or Holy <laughs> shit, really? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I was like, oh, my, maybe Red had something to that, dude. Because I, I didn't even realize I picked, like, five rookies, dude. Yeah, that's fun though. Picking rookies are fun. The the running backs, up, if they there's have upsides a, to them. Yeah, especially for receivers or running backs yeah. if they're in a good situation. Mm-hmm. But like I picked, so Bajon Robinson, Gibbs, and then um, Flowers from Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, Dalton Kincaid, the <laughs> Buffalo tight end. These are all weird names to me. Um, and then uh, what's his name? The quarterback from the Colts, Richardson. Oh, Richardson, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's fun when they when you imp- they input all your your players. It's like, oh shit, I didn't know I had this guy, or oh, what was I thinking drafting this guy? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like a little refresher. Like, how drunk was I? And then you know those emails where it tells you your projected your grade. Yeah, <laughs> mine was like a F minus, <laughs> and it said. <laughs> No I'm projected way. to go like zero and fourteen. <laughs> it said that I wouldn't even win a game. Really? I swear. Those projections are so stupid. But uh, it was funny. I was like, uh, like I was already from what you were saying. Yeah. Oh, and then when I saw head. my projected points for half my team, and then I get that email, I'm like, oh, it's not looking good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's call the uh, first dads like us podcast a success. Let's put it in the record book. Uh, we're going to do this as a weekly thing. Steven hopefully can join us as much as he can. I know he's a busy, busy boy. Well, not as busy as he used to be. With the, Never mind. I feel like he's busier now. Yeah. <laughs> but with the procreation, you're going to keep that. You're going you're gonna to stop doing that, right? What's that? Procreating. Oh, dude, no. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to find a... Doctor, they'll do my vasectomy. I'll do it for you. I'm about like, to just do the what they do on bulls. And yeah, just put I'll a get rubber some rubber band. bands and I'll tie yeah. it real tight Let around it you. Let it fall off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you very much for being my first guest. It was a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for telling your story and your and your your journey. And hopefully, some dads out there will get a 
little insight of gastrostesis. Man, you got me all the time. Gastrostesis. Gastrostesis. And hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy. Like and subscribe. And uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, TikTok. I'm on your t- I'm on TikTok, so follow uh, Dads Like Us podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And uh, every Thursday, we're gonna bring uh, a new episode to you. So thanks for the support and thanks for listening. See you guys. Yeah.